In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning, church. We've gathered today to celebrate this divine liturgy for the intentions that are deep in our hearts, the intentions that are offered on this holy altar. I'd like to ask you please to pray for our two beautiful sisters, daughters of Mary, Sister Immaculata and Sister Bernadette, where they will be professed their first vows this coming Wednesday at St. Thomas Chaldean Catholic Church at 6 p.m., right? So we forgive you for doing that in the West Side. It's okay. So please, sisters, stand. Beautiful. It's good to have you here, sisters. Now, Jesus is a king, is the king. That's why we're gathered right here, right now, to celebrate him. And that's why we offer our lives to him. And I believe that's why the sisters are offering their lives to him. When we enter the church, we take the holy water and make the sign of the cross. That's the first sign that I belong. And I belong here. This is my home. This is my place. Not only that, but as before I sit down, I kneel to this king. And I acknowledge him, as St. Thomas said, my Lord, my God, my king. And this king, we worship him, we adore him, we love him. And this king, his kingdom has no end. And this king, not only that, but he's the only king that sacrifices himself for his kingdom. He dies for his kingdom. Now Jesus is a great king. And that's why we're here. And that's why we love him so much that he's invite us, he's inviting us to his kingdom. And this journey of the kingdom starts from here. The kingdom of God is not something that imaginary somewhere else, like a lot of people think about. They go to Cancun and they think that's a paradise. But the kingdom of God is a place where God is, where God dwells. And we're taking part of this kingdom right here, right now, because He is truly here. In Matthew chapter 13, the gospel we read from, now Jesus gives us parables, a lot of parables. Seven parables that he talks about the kingdom. Now Jesus was an amazing storyteller. And he always uses stories, human stories, actually for divine purposes. As we see him, he says, Jesus loved the house and went to the beach and sat on the boat. And I love this. Jesus sat in the boat, and that defends my case being a boater. <laughs> now, Jesus leaving the house is an example or reference to Jesus leaving heaven, coming down to earth, and the sea is the world, and the boat is our lives. Now, we all carry that Jesus in our baptism, and I hope and I pray all of you are baptized. Because we carry the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, within us. He doesn't stop there, but he starts telling a story, a parable, and this parable has key elements, and these key elements will guide us today to know what kind of kingdom Jesus is actually inviting us to. 
what kind of kingdom Jesus is leading us to. There are key elements in the story or parable of today, three important key elements. The first is the seed. Talks about the seed. The seed is the truth, the word of God, the sacraments. And Jesus is comparing the seed to the truth, to the word of God. Why? Do you know why? Because both of them have life in them, within them. Wherever they're dropped, they will bring life. Now the seed, if you drop the seed, will bring you life. If you drop the word of God, will give you life as well for into reaction with it. The second key element, it's the sower. And of course, that's God. But also God uses people, uses you and me to spread and to sow the seeds among us and our families and our churches and our jobs and our works and our environments and I'm sure someone somewhere somehow sowed good seeds within you that's why you're here someone was courageous enough to tell you about the truth of God was it mother father grandmother friend khaltu ammu Wherever someone was courageous enough to tell you about Jesus Christ and how much this King loves you. That, now, that's one of the most dangerous things, my brothers and sisters, when we stop telling the truth. And that truth is not mine, is not yours, it is His. Now, people living their own kind of truth. People adjust the truth of Jesus according to their lives. But it has to be the other way around. They have to adjust their lives according to the truth of Jesus Christ himself. And that's what we're dealing with today. Everyone is saying some kind of truth, but not the fullness of truth. Everyone takes Jesus Christ and tries to somehow alter Jesus Christ according to his or her life. My brothers and sisters, we alter our lives according to him, not the other way around. Now you're here because someone was courageous to tell you, hey, Jesus loves you. Hey, go to church. Whether you're pushed by your parents, and I'm sorry about that, to be dragged to this place today, but Jesus still works through you. Whether you have something going on in your life and you thought it's a good idea to go to church today, but God still works through you. Now the third element, key element, the soil. Now have you noticed the soil itself has nutrients, but the soil without the seed is nothing. The soil is a reference to our hearts. So our hearts without the presence of Jesus Christ is nothing, no matter how much I love people. I need Jesus. I need Jesus, man, in my heart in order for me to give the fruits, the truth. Now, even with the soil, now let's talk about the reality of the kingdom of God, and that's our reality, my reality, and your reality. We have four types of hearts. Four types of hearts. The first heart is, it says, 
Some fell on the side, some seeds, the truth fell on the side of the road. Now the side of the road is a reference to a heart that's callous, that's hardened heart. That kind of heart is a person who is so prideful, who tells you, hey, listen, I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear anything about Jesus Christ. I teach you about Jesus. Don't tell me anything. That kind of heart does not want to receive the truth of Jesus Christ because they live in a bubble within their own kind of truth. That kind of heart is always arrogant, prideful, thinks he's better, she's better than the rest of the world because the teaching of Jesus Christ does not meet their standards. Have you seen the side of the road, actually what we call them today, the shoulder when we drive. Have you driven on, on the highway? Usually the good soil is below the, the highway, right? So the side of the road is right here and the good soil is right here. And that's exactly what Jesus is talking about, the side of the road. Now see, we may give up on this kind of soil. We may say, well, you know what? It's not going to work with him or her. Just leave her alone. But Jesus Christ never gives up on them. He still sow good seeds. So if you have a person in your life that's not listening to the truth, do you know what to do? Just keep preaching the truth. Just keep on going. If that person is a family member, just keep on going. Tell the truth, my brothers and sisters, and don't be afraid. Now, the second kind of soil of heart that Jesus is talking about is the shallow heart. The shallow heart is a heart that is so shallow that says yes to everything and anything. And I'm afraid when this heart says yes to a life commitment, whether it's marriage, priesthood, or any kind of commitment. That kind of heart is so shallow It get activated emotionally. Emotionally when I say, well, this kind of heart listens to a good homily or a hymn. And all of a sudden, their life changed for a day or two. I call this kind of heart New, Year, New Year's Eve heart. When New Year's Eve comes, we all make zillion promises. I'll quit this and I'll quit that. I'll be more attentive. I'll listen. I'll go to church and I'll change my life. I'll quit smoking. I'll quit a lot of bad things. And all of a sudden, a day or two or three, all of a sudden, my heart goes back to the way it was because there is no depth. And have you noticed a plant? When the plant has no roots, the wind brings it left and right. This kind of heart says yes to anything and everything. Yesterday they are committed to the teaching of God and the teaching of the church and today they change their hearts into totally something else. That kind of heart. When the sun rises according to the gospel, it dies out, withers. And this is exactly what happens to a Christian heart when that Christian heart follows Jesus Christ just 
externally. When we have a big and a huge wedding, but empty relationships, really. When we have huge and big houses, but there is no family inside. When we visit the Eucharist and take from the truth once a year and we claim we are Christians, we're followers of Jesus Christ. Externals, a lot of external things. That kind of truth, that kind of heart does not last long. And I'm sure deep inside we're thinking about a lot of examples. But Jesus does not give up on this kind of heart. Now the third heart is I call the crowded heart. It's like Chaldean wedding kind of heart. Hosa, everyone is there. It's like a Chaldean family household on a weekend where Ammuz and Khaltuz are all invited over and everyone is talking. That kind of heart, the third kind of heart is, is such a big hosa and a khapsa in it where you don't know what's happening. There are thorns and there is Jesus. That kind of heart, it's actually torn between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. That kind of heart is kind of a heart that prays to Jesus, practices everything, goes to Mass, uh, receives ghostly confession, receives the Eucharist, does everything that's required of him and her to do. But when they live outside, they have a totally different lives. Because there are so much thorns in it, and there's so much Jesus in it. And both of them are actually in conflict within that kind of heart where you and I don't know what to do when we have the kingdom of the world which is master is the devil and we have the kingdom of heaven its master is Jesus Christ and at the end of the day it all depends on which one I feed the most if I feed the devil within me the devil's voice will rise above any other voice. If I feed Jesus within me, always his voice will rise above. The fourth kind of heart is a good heart. And a good heart, the receptive heart. The heart that takes the truth, takes it deep inside and brings fruit. And the fruit actually is not being enjoyed by the tree itself. It's being enjoyed by everyone around that tree. And that's the goodness of Jesus Christ. When the Word of God dwells and interacts within my soul, I change my life not only externally, not only wearing the cross and showing the world that I am wearing a cross, but actually living the cross within me. Not putting the rosary in my car and saying, look, I'm Chaldean. Look at me. I love Mother Mary. But actually living the yes that Mother Mary said to the angel. Following the footsteps of Jesus Christ. That kind of heart brings fruits. And fruits are different. There are 160 and 30. Even with that, Jesus is telling us, don't be jealous of each other. Because there are different kind of 
fruit in each and every person. It's the story of the human heart, spiritually speaking. So whether your heart is hardened, Jesus loves you. Your heart is shallow, Jesus loves you. Your heart is so crowded, Jesus loves you. And if you are a perceptive heart, you better give the fruit of your heart to everyone around you. And that fruit is not your kind of fruit, is not your kind of truth, but it is His truth. My dear brothers and sisters, it's not impossible for a heart to change. It's not impossible for our journey to change. Just make sure when you are in a relationship before being committed either to God or to another person, make sure that person has a good heart that will complete your heart and will not drain every truth within you. Because at the end of the day, we all make decisions, right? And these decisions will be based on the truth that I am carrying. What's your truth founded on? Who is your king? Who are you kneeling to beside Jesus? Who do you love the most beside Jesus? When you're sitting around people, do you preach? Do you say what, is, what you should say and you're supposed to say? That, hey, Jesus is king. Hey, don't worry. Hey, Jesus loves you. No matter where you are, no matter what journey you're walking, Jesus still loves you and he will die for you. And that's why we keep repeating in the Mass from now and forever. Amen. It's, 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 like, it's a reminder that Jesus is yesterday, Jesus is today, and Jesus is tomorrow. And Jesus will redeem and save us. So let's pray for these intentions. What kind of heart am I carrying within me? And what kind of truth am I living today? We ask this to the intercession of our mother Mary, St. Joseph, and St. George. Baba, Rona, Amen.